Welcome to the house of prayer. Amen. You got your Bible, open them to Ruth, the first chapter and the sixth verse of speedy, long reading, probably, maybe, and I'll preach as long as I can preach, and then we'll, we'll move on. Praise God. Ain't God good to us. Ruth 1 and 6, then she, talking about Naomi, arose with her daughters-in-law that she might return from the country of Moab. For she had heard in the country of Moab how that the Lord had visited his people in giving them bread. And wherefore she went forth out of the place where she was and her two daughters-in-law with her. And they went on the way to return unto the land of Judah. And Naomi said unto her two daughters-in-law, Go, return each to her mother's house. The Lord deal kindly with you as ye have dealt with the dead and with me. The Lord grant you that ye may find rest, each of you, in the house of her husband. Then she kissed them, and they lifted up their voice and wept. And they said unto her, Surely we will return with thee unto thy people. And Naomi said, Turn again, my daughters. Why will you go with me? Are there yet any more sons in my womb? That they may be your husbands. Turn again, my daughters, go your way, for I am too old to have a husband. If I should say I have hope, if I should have a husband also tonight and should also bear sons, would ye tarry or would ye wait for them until they were grown? Would ye stay for them from having husbands? Nay, my daughters, for it grieveth me much for your sakes that the hand of the Lord has gone out against me. And they lifted up their voice and wept again. And Orpah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clave unto her. And she said, Behold, thy sister-in-law is gone back unto her people and unto her gods. Return thou after thy sister-in-law. And Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave thee, or to return from following after thee. For whether thou goest, I will go. And whether thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people, and thy God, my God. Where thou diest, will I die, and there will I be buried. The Lord do so to me, and more also, if but death part thee and me. And when she saw that she was steadfastly minded to go with her, then she left speaking unto her. Amen. I want to preach to this church for just a little while. Amen. From this title, Determination. Everybody say determination. Set your Bibles down and lift your hands to the Lord one more time. Lift your voice to God. Let's ask God to help us in this place. Come on, could you shout unto God with a voice of triumph? Come on, could you cry out to Jesus like you really need him? Like you're really determined, God, I'm going to go all the way with you. Come on, cry out to him for a moment. Come on, let Jesus touch you in this house. Come on, is there any hungry souls today that want a word from God? We need you in this place, God. Hallelujah. Could you clap your hands now to the Lord? Come on, clap a little harder. Clap your hands, all ye people. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Thank you for standing. You can be seated. I want to preach. Everybody say determination. Everybody say it again, determination. Let me tell you something. If you're going to make it to heaven, you're going to have to get determined. You, you can't be a pushover and make it to heaven. Amen. You're going to have to get determined in your spirit. Hallelujah. Man, I feel like preaching in the house today. Amen. There was a man named Elimelech who was Naomi's husband. And he takes his family and he leaves Bethlehem because there is a famine and he goes to Moab. Amen. Bethlehem was called Bethlehem of Judah. And Judah means, everybody say praise. Amen. You know what he left? He left his praise. He left his praise because he thought there was a famine. He left the church and he goes to Moab, which is the world, because he thought there was a famine. Let me tell you, the devil sure knows how to mix people up. I said the devil sure knows how to mix people up. Amen. Let me just preach a little while. It don't matter how bad it gets in God's house. It's better than living in the world. Don't ever quit praising God if you're in a mess. If if you're in the deepest, darkest trial of your life, don't leave Judah. Somebody ought to praise God right now. Somebody ought to give God some praise. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Whatever you do, don't leave God's house. What is God's house? God's house is where the angels are ascending and descending. God's house is where prayers are getting answered. Uh, God's house is where prayer is going on. Uh, he said, my house uh, shall be called uh, the house of prayer. Let me tell you, if they ain't praying, uh, they ain't God's house. Uh, his house uh, is where they're... Hallelujah. Boy, I feel like preaching to this church. Uh, Amen. Well, you know what you're doing when you come to this house and pray every day? You're turning it into God's house. Man, Limelech run out of money, I guess. He had more months than he had money. And he ran out. He decided it would be better to go live in the world, go to Moab. Let me tell you what my Bible said. Better is one day in his courts. My Bible said better is one day in the house of God than a thousand with whatever the world could give you. It don't get better than being right in the middle of what God. Give me some more Jesus. I said, give me some more Jesus. You can take this whole world. The world never made me happy. The world never paid my bills. 
The world never healed my body. The world never gave me peace that passeth all understanding. I want more God. Somebody believe that today? Do you, but can I get a witness in the house? Oh yeah, it's good in God's house. It's good feeling the presence of God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Clap your hands to the Lord. telling you a trial in God's house is better than living in the world a fiery furnace in the will of God is better than living for the devil a den of lions living for Jesus <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm talking about it don't matter what happens in God's house. Just stay in the house. Let God connect you. Fitly framed together. Imagine a house with no nails. Would you like to hang out? Stand and eat supper and talk in a house that didn't have any nails in it. No. Praise God. Praise God. People wonder why your little kingdom ain't working right. And it keeps falling apart. I'll tell you why. You won't let God fasten you. And you get that old wild spirit off of you uh, that I'm my own man and I'm my own woman and I'm a grown up. Uh, and you say, I submit to you, God. Uh, connect me uh, like a nail in a sure place. Uh, fasten me, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. I don't have any sad stories. I've had hard times in God's house. But I ain't got any sad stories. Amen. I had famines in God's house. But I ain't got any sad stories. I've had sickness in God's house. But I don't have any sad stories. You know why? Because I didn't leave. I said I didn't leave. I, I hung out till the bread started coming. I hung out till my healing came. I, I held on till God gave me a testimony. I said I held on till I got a testimony. If you. Quitters are the ones that have sad stories today. Thank God for my testimony. Thank God for your testimony. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. What are you talking about? Because I still believe the Bible it said all things work together. 
life would be better if I was in God. God loved me and blah, blah, blah. No, don't you believe the Bible uh, that all things are going to work together for good to those that just stay in Judah, that keep their praise, that don't ever let the devil steal their tambourine. Hallelujah. Everybody say, just stay. Man. But Elimelech leaves. He don't, he just ain't got the faith. And he leaves Judah and he goes to Moab. And his sons end up married to Moabite girls. Praise God. And ain't very long down the road till Elimelech dies. His sons die. Let me tell you, the decisions you make are very important. The decisions you make carry a lot of weight. And now we have a widow named Naomi with two daughter-in-laws who are widows. She, they began to head back. She hears the story that there's bread in Bethlehem. She hears that the famine's over and there's bread in Judah. And so she begins to make her journey back. And her story is the same story of every backslider. And it's this. I left full. And I have come back empty. Man, the devil wants to tell people you're empty. But God sent a word today. I don't care if you ain't got nothing in this world. If you ain't got two nickels to rub together. If you got the Holy Ghost. If you got the favor of God in your life. You're as far from empty as you can imagine. Uh, let the preacher tell you you're as full as you'll ever be because uh, this world will not satisfy. The only thing that can fill you is this beautiful Holy Ghost. Praise God. Everybody say, I'm full today. Naomi, her story was, I left full. I've come back empty. Amen. I I just want to make a statement today. Why not just stay in God's house? Why don't you just get off the roller coaster of life and just get in God's house and get planted? If you get planted, uh, there's some trials that are sent by God, and there's some that you just do on your own. Amen. I, I don't want any extra trials. I'll take the ones that God thinks I need, and I'll smile about it. Amen. But I don't want to put one on myself.
Can I just preach a little while? Amen. Most of the people's hurt in this world is all self-inflicted. I didn't think anybody run the house right there. Amen. But honest people will say it's self-inflicted. If I'd have done what God wanted me to do, I wouldn't have ended up in that mess to begin with. If I wouldn't have looked at that page on the internet, I wouldn't have been messed up in the first place. Hallelujah. And I got to preach what I come to preach. But interesting enough, on this journey, both daughter-in-laws began the journey back to Judah. Orpah and Ruth began the journey. Everybody say they both began. And along the way, Naomi turns for whatever reason, a test or whatever. I don't know why I wouldn't have said this, but she says this. Return to your land. And the first time she says that, they both say no. Well, hello. Both of them refuse her offer. We're not going back. We're going to be with you. And I don't know if it was immediate. I don't know if it was a little ways down the dirt road. But Naomi tells them again, the second time, go back. And she begins to explain, I, I, basically, you're widows and I can't give you a husband. I can't pay your bills. and I'm a widow. And she started playing on the mind. Let me tell you what the mind is thinking about all the time. Provision. Provision. When you start making decisions based upon provision and not using spiritual vision... When you start making decisions in your life based upon provision and not using your spiritual vision, you're making mistakes. That's why I recommend people don't take a dollar an hour raise job and miss church. Because you're doing it the wrong reason. You don't understand God owns it all. The cattle on a thousand hills. Hey, there's a pattern in this Bible. Abraham says, you pick whatever you want, Lot. What did Lot pick? Provision. He started thinking about all of his flocks and herds, and he looks at the well-watered plains of Jordan. My Lord, my cows are going to be fat if they are down there. He wasn't looking at them wicked cities that joined up to that Jordan Valley. Let me tell you something. Your, your decisions better be based upon your spiritual. Somebody... Talked to me not long ago and said, uh, I kind of want your advice on whether I should be here or be there. And I can do this. This is the advantages of here and this is the 
Advantages are there, and they begin to tell me this big old long book. And I read the whole book. And when I got to the end of the book, I, I just text something back real short. And I would say, Where would you be better off spiritually? Who cares if your car's got real leather or fake leather? I want to know whether your soul is real or fake. So, Orpah begins to listen to this story about provision. I... I I can't provide for you, Orpah. And that was all it took for Orpah. All she could think about was not having anything to eat and the power being shut off, the car being repossessed. That was all that was on her mind. She thought, you know what? Maybe I should go back. Amen. But Ruth had a different thought process. Ruth wasn't thinking about, I wonder if there'll be enough corn where I'm going. I'm telling you, if you could get your eyes off the here and now and get your eyes on what God's got for your future, uh, you'd be shocked what God would do. Orpah says, okay, I love you, Naomi, but... Nice seeing you, I'm heading back. But the Bible said, Ruth says, I'm not going back. Orpah may go back and find her a husband and she may go back. Serve her gods. But I'm not going back. Three times she told her, go back. And finally... After she had asked her, I don't know if it's the third time or the fourth time, Ruth says this, entreat me not to return. That's old English. Let me tell you what it means in your English. Stop asking me. Quit asking me to go back. I'm not going back. You know what? She had a determination in her spirit You know what this church needs? You know what Pentecost needs? They need some determination. What are you preaching about? I'm preaching on this journey. You're going to have voices that speak to you and say, you ought to just go back. I heard somebody tell me one time they quit church and their life was so much better off. I thought, you just, just keep flipping that calendar because this book don't lie. Keep flipping the calendar. Keep running your mouth. Keep believing what you want to believe. But I'm going to believe that book. Amen. You were full when you were full of the Holy Ghost.
Everybody say, I'm not going back. Everybody say, don't ask me again. I wish y'all tell the devil that the next time. I know you know how to say it now. Don't ask me again. I'm going back to church. It treat me not. I'm heading back. It's Sunday and the Holy Ghost is going to be moving. Don't ask me again. Praise God. Feels like church in the house. If you can put Hebrews 11 chapter up there real fast if you got it. Hebrews 11 and 13. The Bible says, These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, and were persuaded of them, and embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. Talking about another country. And truly, if they had been mindful, everybody say, if they had been mindful. If they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out of, they might have had opportunity to have returned. But now they desire a better country. That is an heavenly. Wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God. For he hath prepared for them a city. He meant Abraham and all the others that are listed in the faith chapter of Hebrews 11. The Bible said they could have gone back to their country. Everyone in this Bible that God called out, the Bible said if they would have been mindful of it, I would have given them an opportunity. Boy, I feel like preaching this church. If all you can think about is where you come from. If all you think about is what you had to give up. If all you can think about is the things that... Can I say it like this? The leeks and the garlic in Egypt. If that's all you can think about is the world that God called you out of. You know what? The Bible said God will give you an opportunity. Somebody will offend you. Somebody will look at you funny. Somebody will say something to you. And if all you've been thinking about is what you came out of, God will give you an opportunity to go back. But not me, honey. I got my eyes on a city whose builder and maker is God. Somebody need to get your head spun around forward and quit looking behind you and start looking at where you're going. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord together. Get your eyes off the world. Get your eyes out of the pornography on Facebook. Get your eyes off the garbage of the world.
Ones that backslide, I'll tell you why they backslid. Because they couldn't get the beer out of the fridge in the first place. They were straddling the fence. All they could think about was what they looked like when they were a Jezebel. All they can think about is the paint bucket that they had to give up to become uh, what God wanted them to be. Honey, if that's all you can think about, God will give you a chance to go back. I'm pleading with somebody right now. You better get the almost quit out of your spirit. You hear me? You better get the just about to quit out of your spirit. Because God will let you if you ain't careful. I'm praying, God help me. God help this church. Because they receive not a love for the truth. Well, I just don't know if I see it like that anymore. Of course you don't. Because God has confused you. Don't think it takes all that. Of course you don't. That's why we're praying mercy upon people. Somebody came to my office one time and said, I'm not coming to your church because every time I come to your church, people pray for me. And I'm saved as much as all of y'all. You know what I said? Well, I'm sorry, but they look at you And they obviously know you're not doing what I preach. And they think you need more Jesus. Let me tell you, when you quit seeing what this Bible says is wrong, when you quit seeing it's wrong, you better crawl on your hands and knees to the altar. Help me, God. You know what I want? I don't want less conviction. I want more. I don't want to stand right on the edge. I want to get away from it. If I'm far enough from the edge, if I fall right now, I'm not going down to that floor. I'll fall right here and I'll get back up. But if I'm right here and I fall, come on, church. It's time to get your eyes on heaven. Get your eyes on a city. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And I got to preach. Praise God. Naomi didn't get to pick her daughter-in-laws. This guy got kind of quiet. (laughs) Naomi didn't get to pick her daughter-in-laws. She got to pick how she was going to handle the situation. Tell you something, for both of them girls to start on a journey toward Judah, I can promise you, I can assure you, they had some Bible study. 
Praise God. Boy, it's quiet all of a sudden. Praise God. If it don't end up like you want it to end up, just do what God would do. And obviously she started teaching them girls about the God of Israel. I can tell you it was in the time of the judges. More than likely, most likely, almost positive. She didn't have any word of God that was written. But from the time Naomi was a little girl, every seven years she would have heard the law from the front to the back. And there's no doubt she started telling those girls, those Moabite girls about a God that brought Israel out of Egypt and parted a Red Sea. And them girls got to thinking, uh, the God of Moab never did that for us. Let me tell you, Ruth, Ruth don't leave her home and all of her cousins and her mom and dad and go to Judah unless she heard some good stories. You need to become a good storyteller. Huh? You need to tell your babies. Huh? There was a man that ran from God uh, and a big old fish came and swallowed. You know what it'll make your little boy do? Say, I ain't gonna run from God. Tell you, she would have never desired to go there if she hadn't heard about that God, but she had heard. And she knew because she said, where you go, I'm gonna go. Where you lodge, I'm going to lodge. Your people are going to be my people. And this is how I knew she had a Bible study because she said, and your God's going to be my God. I'm going to church with you because I like the idea of a God that can part the Red Sea, that can roll back the Jordan. I'm telling you, Ruth, Everybody say she got determined. She got determined. Help us, God. Ruth was a Moabite. It was a nation that was created from the son slash grandson thing of Lot. It was a nation that hated God's people. Let me tell you something else. Ruth didn't get to pick what family she was born in. Praise God. Ruth didn't get to pick her mom. She didn't get to pick her dad. But when she come of age, she got to pick how she was going to live her life. Hey, there's a bunch of people you weren't raised Pentecost in this house right now. But you're going to stand beside Ruth someday. You were told about the same God she was told about. You heard the same gospel she heard. Well, I can't live it. I'm a Moabite. Oh, you can live it. God will change you.
Man, she follows Naomi all the way back to Judah. Everybody say she's determined. Amen. When she gets there, she becomes blessed. Amen. When you, when you get in God's perfect will, you, you're just going to get blessed. And the Bible said, and when she was risen up to glean, that's what the poor people did. The rich people weren't allowed to, to uh, harvest the whole field. They had to leave the corners. And if anything dropped while they were working, they weren't allowed to pick it up. They had to leave it for the poor people. And the poor people would do the gleaning. They would go to the corners and they would pick up stuff that fell on the ground. And so Ruth, she's gleaning. But the Bible says Boaz commanded his young men saying, let her glean even among the sheaves. You know what a sheave is? It's where they bundled up a lot of them and tied it all together where you didn't have to take one step. You could just pluck, 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 pluck. Boy, I feel the Holy Ghost in this house right now. Boy, I said you let her have whatever she wants. Don't tell me God don't take care of his regular customers. If you just get determined. Said, let her glean from the sheaves. But also, in addition to that, let some fall of handfuls on purpose. <laughs> Young men, while you're carrying all that corn, just let a few kernel ears just. the God we're serving that's the God you've seen operate in this church that's why this church ain't running nine people that's why we got nine probably in the foyer can't get in the building it's handfuls on Purpose. Tell you it didn't happen because you're pretty, even though you're pretty. It didn't happen because you're wearing nice clothes and you look nice. It happened because you're determined. And when you get determined, somebody just needs to make up their mind. Quit, quit thinking about what, what you got to get rid of. Think about what's going to shake loose. Think about the handfuls. God 
God's going to give to you. Hey, it gets better. Amen. I think I'm on the last two pages, so I'm giving you hope right now. I've been waiting to preach this three weeks. Obviously, the right person wasn't here. They obviously here right now. Amen. She ends up married to the man that owned the field. She ends up married to the man that owns the field. The kinsman redeemer. There's somebody you need to decide. I'm going to be the bride of Christ and I'm going to live in blessings. She marries. Not only is she blessed, gleaning, picking up handfuls on purpose, picking through the sheaves, she ends up with a man that owns the field. Then she ends up having a son, and his name was Obed. Praise God. Obed was 50% Moabite, 50% Hebrew. Obed has a son. His name is Jesse. Jesse's 25% Moabite. Jesse has a boy named David who's 12.5% Moabite. The law of Moses said, a Moabite shall not enter into the congregation of the Lord. Even to the 10th generation shall they not enter in to the congregation of the Lord forever. You wonder why David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go unto the house of the Lord. You know what he's saying? I don't even, I shouldn't even be here. I don't even deserve God's goodness. Tell you what, I'm really almost done. The reason the law of Moses said, a Moabite shall not enter unto the tenth generation is because the people of Moab had bad blood. By the time you got to the tenth generation, that person would have been point. Zero, 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 nine percent Moabite. Which means they wouldn't have been Moabite. David was as much Moabite as I am Indian. It's me. There's people in this room right now, you got bad blood. You come out of bad stuff. Your mom and dad and grandma and grandpa were bad people. 
But there is a God that in one generation can take the bad blood and turn it in. Come on, church, I'm going to help somebody. You don't have to be what they were. One trip to an altar can change your whole percentage. Lift your hands to the Lord together. Who cares what your mom and daddy were? Boaz is here right now. The kinsman redeemer is here. He wants to make you the bride. To the bride, he's saying, come. Come.